0: Yeah, let me let me insert right now that it's not about time. You, you can't get any more time. There is no more time. It's true. What you need is room. Mm. It doesn't take any time to have a good idea. It mm. just takes no time to be strategic. It takes no time to be loving and present with your kids. It takes no time to be creative or innovative. Those do not require time. What they require is room. They require room in your psyche. And the problem is that if people don't do this systematic process uh, of making these kinds of decisions to clarify and then organize into a trusted place, what happens is their brain then you can't you can fool me but you can't fool your own mind it knows whether or not you have a system better than it and if you don't it then keeps trying to be your system hey ryan you need dog food you need dog food and it'll wake you up at three o'clock in the morning about damn dog food it's true right? and, and so you know that that part is kind of stupid really it's just a the recording device that keeps playing the stuff back if it doesn't trust that there's a place that you will get played back appropriately and that's the whole idea here
1: What is going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining yours truly, Ryan Calajari, on this week's episode of Cut the Crap Podcast, where every single week, I'm reading a book, condensing that book down to its core, Golden Nuggets. I'm bringing the author onto the show to have a conversation about the Golden Nuggets, and I'm here with you every single week just trying to save you a little bit of time and bring you some information that I believe can spark real change in your life. If you're a fan of the show, then please go online, rate and review the show on whatever platform you're listening on. If you have the ability to rate and review the show, do that. When you do that, take a screen capture of it, send it to podcast at ryancalajury.com, and I'll make sure you get entered in the draw every quarter for a prize. This quarter's prize, of course, you know what it is. We're giving away cold, hard cash, baby $1,000. I guess I got lazy. I wasn't creative. I didn't come up with a new prize. Before, we gave away a laptop. Then we gave away a, a Google Home um, or an Apple AirPod or an Alexa. And uh, this quarter, I just figured we'll keep it easy. We'll do $1,000 cash in whatever currency you're in. If you're in Europe, United States, Canada, Australia, it doesn't matter. Whatever currency you're in, I'll give you $1,000 in cash. And all you have to do is write and review the show. set it's podcast at RyanCaladry.com. Pretty damn easy if I do say so myself. Also, don't forget, connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, if you want updates from me throughout the week to see what I'm doing, see what I'm talking about, and I'm not just talking about Cut the Crap Podcast, I'm talking about whatever is affecting me, I'm sharing advice with regards to sales, marketing, thought leadership, prospecting, all my areas of specialty, product development, so if that interests you, then please go online and follow me. All right, everybody, we have a treat for you today today. We have New York Times bestselling author, David Allen, here talking about his famed book. We all know the book. We've heard of it. Some of you have read it. I'm sure a lot of you have read it. Getting Things Done, The Art of Stress-Free Productivity. This is a classic read, a classic read. If you go to 100 different business people and you ask them if they've heard about Getting Things Done, guaranteed at least 80% of them have heard about this book. This one's been around for a long time, and David Allen's been around for a long time, and this is one of the main productivity books out there if people want to learn how to become more productive. They want to learn how to find more room in their day to accomplish the things that matter most to them. So I love talking to David because we condense this book down into a handful of golden nuggets as we so often do, but the one problem that I heard with a lot of people when they think about getting things done is they get flustered. Because they look at it and they say, oh man, there's so much here. There's so much reading. There's so much content in the book. There's so much to take away. I just just can't do it, Ryan. I just can't do it. I tried it. I read it. It's just too much. This book in particular is one of the reasons why I have Cut the Crap Podcast. It's to simplify the ideas from the book to give you a taste of what's in the book. And in some books, I give you exactly what the book is about. But in this episode in particular, we really break this down, we simplify it, we make it easy to understand, and we cover off a lot of the main pieces from the book. And listening to the podcast by itself, you don't even have to go and read the book. If you just listen to the podcast, listen to the advice that David Allen gives you, and put that into practice, you will be more productive. But if you want to learn a little bit more, if you want to learn the inner workings of it, the different tools, then please, by all means, go out, pick up the book, and implement this system. But in any case, everyone, enough jibber-jabber from me. Let's crack right into this one. Again, this is Getting Things Done, The Art of Stress-Free Productivity by New York Times best selling author, David Allen. I'll catch you back here at the end of the episode. Enjoy. David, how you doing, my friend? Terrific, Ryan, thanks. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And like we talked about earlier... There's a lot of people out there in Cut the Crap Podcast Nation who have not heard of the GTD system yet, which really surprises me. I know, right? Tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's been around for a long time and it is an absolute game changer for anybody who's learning to get more out of their workday to be more productive this is the system for you. So I'm really excited to have you on the show to introduce a lot of people to the GTD system. And if you're out there listening to Cut the Crap Podcast Nation and you've read the book, maybe this is a refresher for you and reminder to get back to a more productive state. But before we kick into the episode, David, maybe just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do for people who don't know you yet.
0: Sure. I started my own consulting practice 35 years ago, uh, interested in you know, how do you get clear? How do you keep your head clear in a crazy world? Because my world was getting crazier and crazier. You know, that was back when email started to be the flood, especially for professional folks, and turned around, and the techniques I was finding that helped me get clear uh, worked for all my clients. A big corporate um, HR person saw what I was doing. They said, wow, can you somehow put what you've learned and what you're doing into some sort of a of a methodology format that we can train in a training program? And I said, sure, I'll try and uh, we wound up doing a pilot program for 1,000 executives and managers in Lockheed in 1983-84. And it was highly successful and sort of threw me into the corporate training world. Um, and so since then, uh, trained hundreds of thousands of people with me and my staff. And I still do one-on-one work. Mostly that morphed into doing one-on-one with the senior executives. that wanted to spend, you know, private time with me, desk side, actually applying and implementing this methodology for them. So I'm still doing that. We've now partnered. Uh, with franchisees and partners and licensees around the world, uh, we we train the master trainers and train the coaches. And, and so our work is now getting delivered in 70 countries as well as U.S. and Canada. So um, I'm still doing it. Mm. Still, still doing that stuff.
1: Still doing and still having a lot of fun. And, you know, I'm really, really excited again just to introduce this system to people who have not heard of it because it is a game changer. And when you have more time, you can get more fun stuff done. So we have a lot to cover off today, David. So let's crack right into this one. So golden nugget number one says, our brains are great at thinking, but terrible at remembering things. Why is it that our brains are better suited to think and not to hold on to information?
0: Well, your brain's actually evolved over however many millennia that that our brains evolved to do something very brilliantly to keep you alive, basically, in the jungle or the savanna or the desert. And that is using long-term memory and pattern recognition Hmm. so you walk out and you say well that's a tiger coming toward me or that's a there's a thunderstorm over there or there are berries in that bush or there's a snake over there while my kid's crying and your brain does that brilliantly it does it in the present tense that's what everybody's doing right now Uh, so so the brain is brilliant at that Uh, however you go to the store for lemons and you come back with six things and no lemons (laughs) what happened you know what happened was you tried to use your brain as your office and your your brain is a crappy office you want to say cut the crap it's just called hey guys get out of your head would you please your head is a terrible place as a matter of fact the new cognitive science research has basically validated that the number of things you can keep just in your head and remember and remind yourself about them appropriately and understand the relationships between them appropriately is number four that's it Hmm. as soon as you add a fifth or a sixth thing that your mind is trying to do, you'll be driven by latest advice, your brain is going to start to become a crappy office, and your thinking, your cognitive process is going to be like a pinball in a bad pinball machine. <laughs> and, you know, and you just need to stop doing that. It's, just, it's, a, it's very subtle, but it's a mechanical thing. So your brain did not evolve to remember, remind, prioritize, or understand relationships you know, between more than about four things. So the whole idea there is build the external brain. Mm. So that's a lot of a lot of what my methodology, at least the primary part of the methodology is,
1: is get this stuff out of your head. That was a game changer for me again, just to understand and grasp the idea that human beings, we are best. We are at our best when we're processing information, when we're thinking, and we're, our brains are not meant to hold on to retain a lot of information. And I needed to put a system in place that got information out of my brain so I didn't hold on to it. But again, I had... All different types of ways of doing that. I was setting reminders in my phone. I had sticky notes all over my desk, on my computer. You know, I was writing things on my hand, on a piece of paper here and there. It just There was no rhyme or reason to it. It was chaos. And so by implementing a system, of course, we can have more repeatable results. But before we actually get into the powerful five-stage workflow, which we know is the GTD method, we need to understand one thing here, which leads us to golden nugget number two. In order to implement the GTD system, you need the right workplace, the right tools, and the right filing system. So help us understand what the basic requirements are for us in order to succeed at putting this system into place.
0: Pen and paper. Done.
1: <laughs>
0: <Nice>. <laughs> you, you... Come on, uh, you know, that, it, it, that's re- if you suddenly threw me into um, onto a new planet I'd never been before, suddenly had a boss, suddenly was working in somewhere I'd never worked before, had a job I'd never done before, had no idea what to do. I mean, I am totally out of control. First thing I'm going to do is get a two sawhorses and a, and a door. So I've got a table for a desk. I'm going to get a pencil and a pen and paper. I'm going to have an in tray so I know where to throw stuff until I can figure out what it means and whatever communication devices. Now I'm set. Now I'm in the cockpit. Now I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to absolutely dump out of my head on using pen and paper every single thing that I've got attention on about this new situation. So I'm off and running. You don't need very much, but you do need capture tools. You need uh, some sort of a cockpit that's sort of mm-hmm. your, your command center. Mm-hmm. You need, uh, and, and then you're going to need some sort of a, of a list management system. Which could be folders, it could be notebooks, it could be uh, digital list managers, could be any of that. As long, as long as that works, so you do need you do need tools in order to be able to park the po- or populate your external brain, mm-hmm. just like your calendar. Of course. Uh, by the way, anybody listening to this who's got a calendar has to already admit your head can't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think I've got too many lists in my world, God, just throw away your calendar. <laughs> don't be dis- don't be intellectually dishonest. Either your head's the place to hold this, folks, or it isn't there's no halfway in
1: between the system itself again very simple and to me simple is what works and that's why i love the gtd system in that you don't need a heck of a lot to get going and so i'm glad you kind of simplified but the answer there was just pen and paper because it's true and it is empowering to everybody because a lot of a lot of the times i think when people think about different productivity systems they think about oh my god it's going to be so much hassle i have to redo everything it's going to be such a such a a time-intensive activity This system, while it does take time for you to dedicate yourself to, it takes discipline to follow it, it doesn't take a whole heck of a lot to get going on it. So by going through each of the five steps now, we're going to better understand what the GTD system is about, which leads us to golden nugget number three and the first of the five steps. Capture. Capture all your tasks, all your ideas, reminders, and more using the collection tools. So as we all know, our days are constantly under attack by different competing priorities, different emails, text messages, people walking in on you all in the office. So the first step, capture, it aims to address that problem. So, David, help us understand the first of the five stages.
0: Okay. And by the way, any one of these stages has some standalone value, but mm-hmm. the real value is the holistic system itself. mm mm-hmm. Because you can capture stuff, but then not do anything with it. Very But the capture process is absolutely critical, and it's initial. That is, hey, anything that has your attention, anything that is potentially relevant, potentially relevant. And by the way, a lot of stuff is being captured for everybody right now in your email, in your social media, in your text. So there is an automatic capture function going on right now, just in the digital world for most everybody. But it's the idea, oh, I might want to, oh, I should, oh, I got to, or whatever, that... You That you need to capture, and that's the anything that has your attention that you might need to decide or do something about. And that means little things, big things, personal things, professional things. Most people only want to make a to-do list of the most important things and not realizing that if you don't give appropriate attention to the cat food you need, cat food will take up more of your psychic bandwidth than it should. So you need to be equally accountable to yourself to capture the little things, the big things, the anythings. And this is not organized. A lot of people make the mistake. Most people make the mistake of thinking, in order to capture it, I have to organize it. No, you don't. Just write it down. Just like taking meeting notes. If you're ever in a, in a lecture or you're ever in a meeting and you're just taking notes, that's the capture process. You just then need to do stage two and stage three mm-hmm. uh, with those notes once you capture them. But that's the idea. Mm-hmm. Walking down the hall, you have an idea. Somebody asks you to do something. You say, yeah, I'll get back to you about that. Man, I'm right there. I'm going to whip out little pocket notebook I've had for thirty five years mm-hmm. you know, and write that down. And that's not my organization system, that's my capture system. And mm-hmm. capture is very different than organized. And you need different tools mm-hmm. and different behaviors. And most people don't want to capture because they're they, they they need they think they need to prioritize or organize before they do anything external. Wrong eh, you know
1: wrong Interesting. answer. Interesting.
0: Grab it all. And then I throw away probably eighty percent of whatever I capture. I just don't know what eighty percent that is while I'm capturing.
1: So the big takeaway there is don't let it sit in your brain, whether it's, you know, I got to do the laundry, grab cat food, dog food. You know, I got to finish this report. I got a big presentation on Friday. It doesn't matter what it is. Get it out of your brain. Get it on paper. That's step one. Capture. Yep. So step two now, which is yep. golden nugget number four, clarify. So empty all your collection tools weekly. So now that we have collection tools in place, again, whatever it is, pen and paper, you got a, a notepad on your on your desk, or you have something on your phone. Yeah. And, whatever. And, you
0: know, you can, cap, you can capture recording, you know, you can yeah. do digital recording or whatever. The problem is that a lot of that's a black hole. Yes. You know, and it's like, where'd you throw it? You know, because you got to move to step two and step three. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, these things crawl back up into your head and start bothering you and creating as much stress
1: as they can lead. Yeah. With the clarify stage. So then what do we do there? So we have our, our list. We have to empty it off. So what do we do in the clarify stage?
0: Well, the clarify stage are what's the thinking I need to apply and the decisions I need to make about what the nature of this email is, the nature of these meeting notes, the nature of this note I jotted down last night that I can barely even read. But it might have been important what the hell is that and so clarify and clarify is a pretty simple thing There are really only six different kinds of things that 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 these things mean to you uh the first thing is 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 it an actionable item is it something that you have any commitment to actually move on or do something about and there there are three types of things you don't Uh, one is just trash stuff that's like oh that's a dumb idea or i don't need that email or now that i've seen it i don't need it so trash is one non actionable thing. That's one way to clarify what's that. And then you have stuff that I just need to keep. There's no action on it. And that's reference material. And then you have stuff that you might want to move on, but not right now. And that's the on hold incubate category. So there are three non actionable things, but you need to clarify if this thing is either, either one of those three, whatever that note is, or whatever that email is. And then if it said, oh, no, there is an action I need to take about this, then a real, real critical decision, as you probably know, is, well, what's the very next action? If it is actionable, what does action look like and where does it happen? Mm. What's the ne- very next step you would need to take to get closure or clarity or finality on whatever this thing is? Is that an email to send? Is it a conversation to have with somebody? Is it something to buy at the store? What's the very next physical visible action? So that needs to be decided about anything that is actionable. But then you have the option of either doing the action. Once you figure out what the action is, if you can do it in less than two minutes. You should do it right then. If it takes longer than two minutes to do it, don't do it right then. Ask yourself, are you the right person to do it? And if not, hand it off to whomever it is. That's a delegate you know, function. Mm-hmm. And then if it's neither of those, whatever the action is, is something going to take longer than two minutes and you can't hand it off to somebody else. You're it. Then you need to then park that in your inventory of actions that you need to be reminded about whenever you have time to do any and all of your actions. So there's the do it, delegate it, or defer it into your system for any actionable item. And then one other thing you need to answer is, will one action finish whatever this commitment is? If not, you've got a project, even a very small project, but then you've got two things to really clarify about actionable things, actions and outcomes. What's my desired finish line on this, and what's my very next action? If you've made that decision and then move to step three where you park these things in trusted places, then that will get this stuff off your mind. It'll also, that's how you empty your investments.
1: Cut the Crap Podcast Nation. You can hear that there's a system in place here. There's a reason to do things a certain way. There's a way to be more productive. And as you listen to that golden nugget there, and David's going through how to organize your tasks, you can really see how this system can now organize your day. It can can organize all the stuff that you've captured throughout your day and help you become a little bit more productive by understanding what the competing priorities are and, and how important something is. Should I touch it now? Should I leave it to later? Is this something that's so big that's going to take me longer than two minutes I need to set up a project for? This is all a part of understanding the system and all a part of making you more productive.
0: Yeah, let me, let me insert right now that it's not about time. You, you can't get any more time. There is no more time. That's true. What you need is room. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take any time to have a good idea. It just takes no time to be strategic. It takes no time to be loving and present with your kids. It takes no time to be creative or innovative. Those do not require time. What they require is room. They require room in your psyche. And the problem is that if people don't do this systematic process uh, of making these kinds of decisions to clarify and then organize into a trusted place, what happens is their brain then you – you can fool me, but you can't fool your own mind. It knows whether or not you have a system better than it, and if you don't, it then keeps trying to be your assistant. Hey, Ryan, you need dog food, you need dog food, and it'll wake <laughs> you up at 3 o'clock in the morning about damn dog food. It's true. Right? And, and, so, you know, that, that part is kind of stupid, really. It's just a the recording device that keeps playing the stuff back. If it doesn't trust that there's a place that you will get played back appropriately, and that's the whole idea here, hmm. is to get the little stuff, the big stuff, get all this stuff out of your head and then get it off your mind by going through the clarify and organize
1: steps. Mm, great distinction. Great distinction. Again, you, so you just mentioned it. Goal at nugget number five, organize. So now that we have emptied all of our collection tools, we need to put them in the right places. And now this is truly where the magic happens and where the GTD method comes in. So, David, help us understand the organized stage.
0: Well, organized, once you decide what this thing actually is, is it reference? Is it trash? Is it an on hold? you know, or what this next action is. And I can't do the action right now. Where do you park those? Well, you want to park those where you see them at the right time and place. Right. Mm. I, I, as a matter of fact, just before I got on this call with you, Ryan, I just realized, Hey, we need, I I want to look into getting some bamboo cutting boards Mm. for our kitchen. And so I jotted a little note that little note was right in front of me until I said, okay, where does that go? I opened my digital list manager. To a, a context called errands you know, out and about stuff mm-hmm. and I put bamboo boards along with picking up a book at the bookstore, getting a new bike mirror, uh, <laughs> I, returning a watch I need to return, uh, buying a, a ring I might want to buy and getting going by the phone lab and recycling some. Uh, um, so, so I'm I'm looking right now only at the things I do when I'm out and about. Hmm. So once you've decided what these things are, you can't do them right then. You need to park reminders in place that you trust you'll see. And so I trust if I go out for errands, I'm going to look at this list of these nine things that I need to do. I may not go do them all, but at least I'm not missing any. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's basically it. So it's no big mystery. You don't need a real complex system. You do need a system that will let you category put things in the appropriate categories like stuff to talk to my wife about you know i have a list of stuff to talk to Catherine about whenever she and i sit down and talk about sort of the business of life stuff we need to go over you know and so that's parked in a list for her right calendar is a place that i need to see goes where those things go so it's not a big mystery here you do need a project list you know i've got a list of 25 30 40 35 projects right now that i've got i have that all in one list And then all the next actions about all these projects, as well as any single actions, are listed in several lists that I've just over the years discovered work for me. I list stuff to do at the computer, stuff to do at home, Mm -hmm. errands to run, stuff to talk to people about, um, and stuff I'm waiting for to come back from other people. And so you don't need very many, but it is nice once once you've sort of clarified what the work is, what these actions are, and what the projects are. That you park those things in appropriate places that some part of you trust you'll see at the right time.
1: Hmm. So give me an example from somebody who, again, from a business perspective, you are, you're dealing with a whole bunch of different tasks. You have a number of emails you need, to, you need to, to respond to. You have a couple projects on the go. You have a couple meetings coming up in the next little while that you have to book. How would you then organize all those tasks as part of the GTD system?
0: Well, the main part of the system is to park them somewhere that some part of you trust you'll see at the right time. So it, that's up to you. Uh, well, what do you need? To, when do you need to see a list to talk to your life partner about? Well, how about the next time you sit down with them and have any time to talk about that kind of stuff? You don't need to see that when you're at the board meeting. You don't need to see it when you're out for errands. You just need to see it when you need to see it, which is when I'm in that context. That's why over the years, you know, what was popular about GTD was the idea of creating reminders by context, not some big amorphous list of things that combines errands to run and stuff to buy at the store as well as, you know, things to talk to your spouse about. If you try to put all that on one list, you'll blow a fuse. Right. So given how many actions people have, just you know, creating some sort of a subset of categories that you see the right things at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's 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 really all you need. And it doesn't have to be very complex. It needs to be as complex as it does, mm-hmm. given how complex your life is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I coached one guy who was a head of human resources in a big healthcare uh, company in, in Massachusetts. And this guy, most of his life, professional life, was done in meetings. You know, they just had meeting-itis. So he wound up with 30 different lists of all the things. The next, if the next action was, oh, I need to bring that up at the staff meeting. Oh, I need to bring that up at the doctor's meeting. Oh, I need to bring that up at the product meeting. Oh, I need to bring – and all he did was just park these things in the right places – so he didn't have to think about him anymore, he just had to walk in the meeting with his agendas. They were already created. Hmm. So, you know, it's it's a big duh. Nice. You no, know, but that's really, you know, that's really the management of the these things that are not necessarily calendared items, but are items you still need to keep track of. Mm-hmm. And back to you know, let's loop back around it, what the way this first started. If I tried to remember these one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, these eight errands in my head, I'm only gonna do the latest and loudest one, the one that's in my brain. Mm-hmm what my mind is really good for is looking at that list and then making a good intuitive decision about which ones are worth doing, which ones are more important than the others that my mind can do very well, but it can't keep track of the content. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I need the external brain then to have the content that I need to see when and where I need to do it. And ultimately the master key to all of this is, you know, really step four: the, the weekly review, the review process that has you step back and look at this content, look at these more orienting maps, if you will, that locate you in space and time. I'm not for errands. Show me my errands map. Mm-hmm. I'm meeting with my life partner. Show me that map. Yes. I'm about to spend the weekend with my kids and my family. Show me that map. Show me, you know, sh- let me locate myself from a little higher altitude about what's going on. Mm-hmm. So if you have a good, in, you know, compact and intact external brain system, then reviewing that regularly is the one that's going to sort of hardwire your intuitive intelligence to be making good judgment calls, you know, moment to moment. Look, yeah. you, Ryan, you, you don't have time to think. You need to have already thought. You, you need You need to have already sat down and looked at all this stuff because the world's going to come at us so fast, so quick, right. whatever. You don't have time to think. You need to have already sort of hardwired internally your, your priorities and kind of what's going on and seeing your world. You know, anybody yeah. listening to this, if you just pulled out your calendar and looked at the next four weeks in detail, I guarantee you you're going to see some things that you should be doing right now mm-hmm. that you haven't done yet or haven't even thought of yet. That's it's right. also going to help orient you about due dates and what's coming up. And, and oh, God, that's you know, that's got a due date. Complete. You know, I damn well better, you know, carve out two hours on Wednesday. Otherwise, I'm not going to get that business plan finished. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the kind of thing that only a review of your system and only a review of this externalized information and data is going to give you that kind of confidence. Ultimately, you just need to trust your gut, your intuition, your spirit, your liver, whatever the hell you trust you know when you just have to make an on the fly decision about what to do cuz you don't have time to sit down and think about your life purpose and your strategic plan and your you right. stuff <laughs> every time you have to make a decision about what to do you mm-hmm. need to
1: have already done that so you've already gone through so again we've gone through the four steps already you kind of hit reflect there so the first one capture the second clarify the third organize you really went into the next uh, golden nugget there which is also step 4 which is reflect reviewing your system frequently But before we get into the last one there, I just want to ask you a quick question here And that there's a lot of people out there in Cut the Crap Podcast Nation who maybe, you know, they just – I know for a fact some of you out there listening because I know who you are. You live and die by your to-do list. But you say that instead of using a daily to-do list, we should maintain a calendar and next actions list. Why is that more advantageous than using a to-do list?
0: God, because 30 years ago the data was that 40% of your day is going to be a surprise. Hmm. And if you try to schedule more than forty percent, more than sixty percent of your day, you're going to be screwed. You know if something's coming towards you, you can't see. Mm-hmm. So you need the flexibility to totally change those things. And by the way, it's fine to write a daily to-do list as long as you're willing to tear it up in a second and write another one, and then tear that one up in about <laughs> two minutes and write another one. That's fine. I do know very sophisticated GTDers that have very pristine lists, very pristine systems, and the night before. They just look through all that and get a three-by-five index card and just write out the three or four things they want to get done if they have any time tomorrow, but they're willing to tear that up and you know, and, and be highly flexible and not to be too anal retentive about that. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're willing to be that flexible, the whole idea is to have a total life to-do list available all the time. Mm-hmm. So you got an extra five minutes and your brain is kind of toast. Do a five-minute thing that doesn't take a whole lot of brain horsepower, mm-hmm. but you can't do that if you haven't figured those things out and have them out in front of you as an option. That's yeah. my. That was my, you know, aha, yeah. many years ago. You know, I plan. I plan as little as I can get by with. Brian. Yeah. People ask me, David, what's your what's your daily schedule? I go, wake up, <laughs> <You know. laughs> nice and easy. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that's questionable, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I sleep as long as I can. The night before, I look at what's the hard landscape for tomorrow. Things external commitments that I've got, so I can see how long I can sleep, mm-hmm. and that's about it. That's all the planning I do because I've done my thinking. I've done my my decision-making. And I have the results in an external brain. Then when I have discretionary time, mm-hmm. yeah, then I'll pull Definitely. out that system and take a look at my options.
1: Definitely. There's one more list, actually, that I, I think it's absolutely important. And this was key to remembering. And for those of you out there in Cut the Crap Podcast Nation, I know a lot of you, you work as part of a team. You're managing a team of people. And you're waiting for people to give you something. Somebody has to get something back to you. Maybe they have to review a proposal for you. Maybe they have to review an email. Maybe they have to get a quote for you. It doesn't matter what it is. David, maybe talk to us a little bit about this waiting for lists because they can be really helpful when you're working with other people.
0: Oh, huge. As a matter of fact, many executives I work with, once I show them that and we start to set it up for them, they never go back. They keep Mm -hmm. that forever. They go, oh my God, this is exactly (laughs) what I need. Because most managers, supervisors, executives, a lot of the source of their stress is they haven't kept track of the deliverables they've asked other people to produce and then they it, you know then they follow up when it blows up as opposed to some regular review negotiation you know with what's out there outstanding and so just having a waiting for a list of people ordered that hasn't come things you're waiting on your boss to okay before you move on it things you're waiting on a client to okay before you can move on it, things you've delegated to staff that you know you need to know kind of where it is mm-hmm. that doesn't change their behavior except it does when they know you're tracking
1: that's right yeah (laughs) that's exactly right it's true (laughs) it's a little bit of accountability i think when you when you become accountable to the task then other people then follow suit as well and i found that with using that list maybe it's just because i'm focusing on it what i focus on i get a little bit more of but if i tell somebody hey i need this quote Right. I need this quote. And they say, yeah, for sure. No problem. And I'm not managing it. I've just kind of mentioned it in the hallway passing. And that quote maybe comes to me Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It doesn't really matter. But all of a sudden, now that I'm engaging my waiting for list, I say, you know, I'm waiting for, you know, my quote from David. Then I have an action step on there. What does he have to do? And then I have a timeline on there of when I need to get it done by. And all of a sudden, everyone on the team becomes a little bit more productive. And it's just that simple. Something so small that I did that made a huge impact.
0: Yeah, and right, yeah. it's not about beat people up. It's about acknowledge that this is important stuff. Mm-hmm. And my brain can't do it, guys. You know, yeah. I need all the help I can get. I'm writing it down. You know, and yeah, yeah and then everybody starts to get on the same bandwagon. And boy, when everybody around you starts doing this, you move up to You move way up the food chain.
1: Oh yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So now we get into golden nugget number seven, which wraps up the five stages of the GTD system. Engage, selecting what you should do based on situation and priorities. So in this final stage, things actually get done and you use the four criteria that we should consider to help us in selecting what needs to get done. So uh, David, maybe just guide us through this last stage, engage sure. in the GTD system.
0: Well, the best practice of, uh, of this at this stage is to do all the first four best practices. You alluded to that. Mm-hmm. Make sure you've captured, clarified, organized, and reviewed everything. At that point, your decision about what you do is going to come from a much more trusted place. And here's a big secret, Ryan, and I'll share it with you and because you only, you're such a classy guy and I'm sure you have a classy <laughs> population of people listening to this, but this is a big secret, so don't tell anybody else. Right? <laughs> done. Getting things done is not, is not so much about getting things done. It's about being appropriately engaged with your life and your work. So that you're totally present with whatever you're doing. Mm. That happens to be the most productive state to hit a golf ball from or fire somebody from or cook spaghetti from or tuck your kids to bed from is when you're present, when you're totally present. So the whole idea of engage is to engage in a trusted way. Where do you put your attention? Where do you put your activity right now? Because that's the end result of anything, any of all this self-management stuff is to feel comfortable and confident, Ryan, that you and I talking to each other right now is exactly what we need to do, given all the other options that we have on the planet mm-hmm. in terms of what we're doing. As long as we're there, then you and I are present. You know, I got nothing on my mind except talking to you, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, when we stop, you know, I'll re-engage with my system, my overview, my review process to decide what to do next. You know, but that—that's the whole idea is to be able to, to get to that place where you're clear enough about what you're doing. Now, there are... You know, several factors that go into prioritizing. First of all, how much, you know, how much, uh, what can you do where you are? You know, if your if your phone's dead because you got no battery, you can't make any calls. You know, so mm-hmm. I don't care how important the call is. You might want to go charge your phone or go borrow somebody else's, but you can't do it if you can't do it. So the first limitation is where are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one is how much time do you have? You have a commitment in ten minutes to be somewhere, and you don't want to pick something that's going to take you twenty minutes to do. I don't care how important it is, like a ten minute thing. Mm-hmm. And then, how much energy do you have? Are you fresh or are you toast? There's mm. certain times, Ryan, you should not talk to important people about important things. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's right. Because you are you, not home. Your body's there, but there's no light on your porch, right? Uh huh. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Okay. I've okay. <laughs> been there before. That's not the op, that's not the optimal time yeah. to be doing that. So so time and you know energy context, time and energy are are the three initial sort of tactical. Uh, limitations you have about your choices. Oh, then sure. you have, you know, do I do stuff I've already figured out I should do? Do I do stuff that's new, that's coming at me right now, mm-hmm. that, that may be more or less important than whatever I thought I was should be doing and I need to handle that right now? Mm-hmm. Or do I need to spend time actually doing the GTD process and clarifying the new incoming stuff so that I've got a good inventory? So mm-hmm. you know, the, the threefold nature of work, doing defined work, doing work that's undefined and unplanned as it comes at you, or defining your work, which takes at least an hour a day for the typical professional, mm-hmm. to, to just 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 to stay current with incoming email and notes and th- ideas and thoughts and, and all that stuff, just to keep just to keep your external brain current and to mm-hmm. keep it present and to keep it uh, you know up to date. Then all of those factors come in, and then you have all the six horizons of commitments you've got. Why are you on the planet? Mm. What's your vision of wild success five years from now? What do you need to accomplish in the next 24 months to make that happen? And by the way, what are the things you need to maintain to make sure you've got a healthy body and a healthy enterprise? And by the way, what are all the projects you need to finish about all that? And by the way, what are all the action steps you need to take about all that? Mm. And those are my six horizons. Yeah. I really identified that we have all these levels of commitment. Mm. So it's pretty. most people have a much more complex life than they really yeah. realize. So <laughs> getting all that stuff externalized and getting all those maps out in front of you and doing some regular consistent review you know, in re-engagement with what all that stuff is, trusting your intuition, your heart, your, your, your spirit, or whatever you trust to say, okay, here's now, now I'm going to take a nap or have mm-hmm. a beer. You know? mm-hmm. And then that's a great nap to have. It's not an avoidance nap. It's also a great beer to have. It's not an avoidance beer. It's like enjoy it.
1: That's right.
0: You know, but, the, but that's the whole idea is to come from a place of freedom and trust in terms of your activities
1: hmm. That's the point right there that I want people to take away. I don't want you to be intimidated by this cut the crap podcast nation. This is not something that's intimidating. It's something that's very easy to put into place. And again, it's all about freedom. And, you know, as David, you made the distinction earlier, which was fantastic. It's not about gaining more time. You don't have more time. Everyone from you to me to whoever, Mark Cuban, you know, Elon Musk, we all have the same amount of time, but it's creating room in your day to get more accomplished. That, to me, was absolutely key. So there's so many different takeaways here. And as we go through the, the the stages, if you have any questions about it, if you aren't too sure how to implement this, if you want to listen to this again, is go back, listen to it. But I would highly encourage you, go and pick up the book, learn a little bit more about it. But uh, before we finish off here, I just want to ask you one more question here. So planning. A lot of people out there in Cut the Crap Podcast Nation, they, they plan a lot. They have to develop project plans. They plan at home. But the way they plan maybe isn't all that effective. So in Golden Nugget number eight, we talk about use natural planning to easily organize your next project plan. So talk to us about this thing called natural planning. What is it?
0: <laughs> I just recognize how we plan everything all the time. Hmm. You know, it's how you got dressed, how you got out the door, you know, and what you're doing this podcast. You know, you, you, we all do this, but interestingly, the natural planning process and the natural planning process is you have an intention. I'm going to have a podcast or I want to get out the door or I need to cook spaghetti. You have some, uh, you know, purpose. And then you have some sort of vision. Hey, here's what it's going to look like. It's going to taste like, here's, here's what it's going to be. It's going to be really cool. Here's what we want to have accomplished. So you have a, a purpose. Then you have a vision to, to implement the purpose. And then you, then you, once you have a vision you say, well, wait a minute, but what are all the things I need to do? Well, I need to talk about this and I need to have this on. So you brainstorm. Mm-hmm. So you have a purpose. Then you have a picture of success or or an end outcome. And then you say, well, wow, there's a dissonance between here and there. So what are all the things I might need to do to be able to close the gap? And then you have, then you brainstorm It's free. And then after the brainstorming, you go, well, wait a minute, what's first, what's important? What are the components, what are the key pieces? Then you organize, you organize those thoughts. And then once you get organized then you say, well, wait a minute, I need to start moving on this. Great, what's the next action on any moving part here? So purpose, to vision, to brainstorm, to organize to action is how we do everything interestingly however it's not how a lot of people try to plan <laughs> you know a lot of people sit and say well what's a good idea they're starting they're trying to start it organized and they haven't even a- answered the question you know why the hell are you doing this what's the purpose of it and what would wild success look like you know that, those would be two good conversations to have before you even start brainstorming. Yeah, that's and, or you know a lot of people try to organize you know and they haven't got purpose they haven't got Success. They haven't got. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, they haven't brainstormed all the potentially relevant stuff that might go into before they start to organize. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, interesting. The natural model
1: is not the normal model. The natural model, too, is really funny because I didn't actually realize it. A lot of this stuff is just you don't realize it until you call it out and you put it right in front of our face. But we go through a planning process every single day, how I woke up today and I put my clothes on, what I decided to make for breakfast, what I decided to make for lunch or for dinner. The natural planning process is, is happening all the time around us. But for some reason, we get in the office and we think, OK, now I got to make a plan. Uh, how the hell am I going to do this, you guys? And we don't look back at the natural way of doing things, which to me, again, it's so empowering. It's so empowering and it's 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 simple. It's simple and yet we don't do it. Why, why don't we do that? Why do we complicate things, David? Like, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>
0: People have asked me that for 35 years and I still, I don't know. I just sat down one day and said, look, how many... There's so many, because I, you know, as I'm a consultant talking to people about and planning certainly shows up, you know, when you're doing that in management consulting. And and I said, well, who's got the best model about that? And nobody had a good model. <laughs> I couldn't, and I talked to everybody and they said, well, we don't have, you know, maybe we've sort of created our own, but nobody's done anything. I, so, you know, this is one of those scratch my head for about a week to say, well, wait a minute, how? And then, then, I don't know, it was an hour or two days, I had this big epiphany called, well, wait a minute, let me think about what we actually do. <laughs> and I just started to recognize, well, I didn't make this up. I just recognized it. Wow. Hey, we actually do that. And I said, well, gee, would that be a, an effective model to apply? And I have used that for 35 years with the most sophisticated, incredible, you know, uh, busy people in the world. And they're blown away
1: by how powerful this simple little thing is. Absolutely love it. Getting things done, the art of stress-free productivity. David Allen, my friend, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show. And I really hope that a lot of you out there in Cut the Crap Podcast Nation, you take this interview and you really learn something from it, and you do what you have to do to create more room in your day to get the most important things done. And again, live this 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 idea of stress-free productivity. Uh, truly remarkable. And David, for anyone who wants to get in touch with you, for anyone who wants to read more about the GTD system, how can they go about doing that?
0: Well, come on, you know the book is a flagship book, and the new edition I wrote in 2015 is out there, available wherever books are sold. So getting things done, you know that uh, that's a great start. It's a big manual; it can be overwhelming because I put my whole, you know, career in there in terms of everything I've learned. So don't be overwhelmed by how much stuff is in there, but given, you know, listen, listen back to this podcast and you hear the simplicity of it. And then there's a, you know, I just, that's the freeze dried version and then I added water a lot to the book. So there's a lot, a lot of stuff in there that you might find interesting and fun. And so the book itself is, you know, kind of a starting place. If you go to www.gettingthingsdone.com, you'll see that we we're as a company are really have licensed our, our stuff to partners. So we've got partners around the world, delivering public seminars and in-house seminars, vital smarts in the U S and Canada delivering our work exclusively I mean those are great folks and they're doing lots of public seminars around the US and Canada and we have a whole international network of folks too so if you go on our site wherever you are in the world just click on wherever you are and you'll see our local distributor our local certified you know trainers of this stuff and so they're public seminars as well as in-house availability for organizations that
1: want to do this Wonderful. Excellent. Well, David, again, thank you so much for making time for myself. Thank you so much for making time for everyone out there in Cut the Crap Podcast Nation. It was an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you.
0: Ryan, really fun and a great interview. Yeah. Good luck to everybody. All
1: right. There we have it. That is Getting Things Done. The Art of Stress-Free Productivity by David Allen. Come on, guys. This is awesome. This is why I love doing the show. We're connecting with Great authors who are bringing great content, content that's changing people's lives at work and at home. And David Allen, man, like he's one of those guys who has brought something to market, a system to market that has really changed how people structure their days, how they structure incoming tasks, how they organize information, how they organize incoming tasks. And I know for a fact, I've worked with a number of CEOs who have put the GTD system in place, the getting things done system in place, and they have found so much more room in their day. And they say that if they hadn't put this in place, they don't know where they'd be at today. They would be so much less productive than they are at now and accomplishing so much less. But because of the GTD system, they're accomplishing more. They're able to do more. And again, they're having more room in their day. I'm telling you, this is why I have so much fun doing the podcast. So much fun who else out there gets an opportunity to talk to so many different authors every single week and share this awesome information with all of you so i gotta thank all of you for continuing to tune in you make it so much fun for me you make it worthwhile for me to bring this content to you and uh, when i'm up late night connecting with these authors sending them emails doing phone calls reading books i'm thinking about all of you out there so please again go online connect with me online linkedin instagram twitter facebook also don't forget if you like this episode then please go online rate and review the show take a screen capture of your rating of your review send it to com, and I'll make sure you get entered into the draw this quarter for $1000 cash nice and easy and who doesn't want 100 I almost said $100,000 who doesn't want $1000 I'm not giving away $100,000 not happening but if you want $1000 then go online rate and review the show and send me that uh, send me your review and I'll make sure you get entered into the draw and of course if you've already done that, if you've already uh, rated and reviewed the show and you sent it to me, then um, you are already entered into the drop moving forward. so thank you so much to all of you who have done that alright my friends, that's a wrap for this week so thank you so much for tuning in again I will be back here next week with a brand new book, brand new golden nuggets an interview with an author, and of course you know I'm here doing every single week just trying to save you a little bit of time and bring you some information that can spark real change in your life have a fantastic, productive week everybody, I love you guys
2: Let me tell you a story. So a friend of mine and I, we went for a run in Central Park. Uh, The Roadrunners organization, uh, on the weekends, they host races. And it's very common at the end of the race, they'll have a sponsor who will give away something. Apples or bagels or something. And on this particular day, when we got to the end of the run, there were some free bagels. And they had picnic tables set up. And on one side was a group of volunteers. On the table were boxes of bagels. And on the other side was a long line of runners waiting to get their free bagel. So I said to my friend, let's, let's get a bagel. And he looked at me and said, ah, "The line's too long. And I said, free bagel. And he said, I don't want to wait in line. And I was like, free bagel. And he says, nah, it's too long. And that's when I realized that there's two ways to see the world. Some people see the thing that they want, and some people see the thing that prevents them from getting the thing that they want. I could only see the bagels. He could only see the line. And so I walked up to the line. I leaned in between two people, put my hand in the box and pulled out two bagels. And no one got mad at me because the rule is you can go after whatever you want. You just cannot deny anyone else to go after whatever they want. Now I had to sacrifice choice. I didn't get to choose which bagel I got. I got whatever I pulled out, but I didn't have to wait in line. So the point is, is you don't have to wait in line. You don't have to do it the way everybody else has done it. You can do it your way, you can break the rules, you just can't get in the way of somebody else getting what they want.